Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, we're doing another live show in Los Angeles, Friday, November 8th at 9 p.m. in the Nerd Melt showroom. Go to nerdmeltla.com for more details. That's Friday, November 8th. It's going to be great. If you haven't hung out with us, you should. You know, this might be your last chance. We could jump off a billboard at any time. Plus, there's an after party at Chipotle with a DJ. So, please come. Whatever you do, get your tickets soon. There's only 11 and a half seats at Nerd Melt. So, one person isn't going to get in. So, get on it. Friday, November 8th, 9 p.m., NerdMeltLA.com for more details. See ya. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Oh man, I am such a good mood today. It's Tuesday, and I love Tuesday because I always go to the dentist and get my laughing gas on. I just like picking up some laughing gas. It kind of just kind of makes me run through the rest of the week. And I feel like I'm in slow motion, sometimes fast motion, sometimes medium motion. But it feels good. So here I am just walking through the dental office. It's a really big one. That's why this little speech is taking so long. Uh, hi, I'm here for my laughing gas. Oh, we're all out. What? We're all out of laughing what do, gas. What do you mean you're out of laughing gas? This is a, I come here every Tuesday. Yeah, but someone came earlier and uh, they took it all. They inhaled it all. What? No. What? Who the? What? Who would? Why would? What? Horton? Here's the who the? I'm. I can't believe this. I mean, I I don't know how I'm going to survive another week without my laughing gas. But I mean, why would someone inhale all of it? Why wouldn't they just take it in tanks like I do? I usually just back up my truck. My Chevy um, 150s. I don't think the they corner. they had any. And they just wanted all of it, so they just so they just inhaled it. All. it. Yeah, okay. All right, well, um, I'm a little upset about this. I might have to go to another laughing gas outlet, uh, but thank you for your help. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Uh, who would do that kind of thing? This is hey, thanks again for everything you do. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. TJ? Cash? TJ, what are you doing? Every Tuesday I come to this dentist and I get a little bit of the, what the, the laughing gas. So do I. I, I get gassed up. Wait. <laughs> I love it. 
This is ridiculous. Whoa, whoa, I, I'm here whoa, for my whoa, laughing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I could be feeling as good as you're feeling right now, and I'm feeling horrible. What, I, if, uh, what if, like, the dogs bark, they were like, woof, 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 Why can't you just... <laughs> oh, man, I'm really upset right now, they man. Did it. I usually, Here's the thing about it. They didn't have the... Uh, the only <laughs> I do, I like it. They, Wait, just blow, blow on my face for a second. They, they, uh, just blow. Oh, yeah, that's oh, the good stuff. Dude. That is good stuff. <laughs> oh shoot! See, it wears off. It wore off because yeah, I don't have enough of it. But they didn't have individual tanks. They just had one big one, so I paid a thousand dollars and I inhaled it for two and a half. Well, I, listen, listen, buddy. I, I'm really upset about this, but as long as you can just blow on me once in a while, just once in a while. <laughs> that is good shit. That is good shit. I have hey, to do twenty-two fillings. Do you think you want? Uh, to do uh, cashing uh, in uh, with TJ Miller. Yeah, do you have the recording? Uh, it's wearing equipment. off again. It's wearing off again. Yeah, yeah I, I always keep it. I carry it with me. It's yeah, in my pocket. You want to do the show with me? Yeah, yeah. I just want to hang out with you as long as I can because yeah, you're, is that going to wear off with you at some yeah. point? Or I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, oh, yeah, shoot. I guess it does. Oh, it's gone. Wow. But you know, if you do enough of it, it'll come in and out. Yeah, it'll come in and out. Yeah. Like when it comes in. Let's do the show. the show. Let's do the show in the waiting room here. And when when it, if it comes back, I want some of it. Just blow on me. Do you mind? Absolutely. And do you mind if if we are going to do the show in the waiting room? Do you mind if I just kind of leaf through Highlights Magazine while you're? No problem at all. Every once in a while, I'll probably exclaim something like, "Having dinner every night with your family increases the success rate of your children's academic career." Mm, yeah. Ah, who knew? <laughs> I'll say that. I say that a lot yeah. in waiting rooms. Who knew? Yeah, because you're always discovering things in the waiting room. I have room. a lot of eureka moments yeah, in waiting rooms. Yeah, you absolutely rooms. do. You know what I'd like to do? And this is just sort of a departure, but I don't know if anyone's heard the show before. We have 12 and a half listeners, mm-hmm. and it's nice to have uh, T.J. Miller back with us. It's a, it's, it's a thrill to have you on the show. I feel like the episodes that you're on are really uh, towards the top of the... I can't. Yeah, no, I yeah. can't agree with that. I feel like those are they're extra good. Because I've listened to the show, and I... I I, I'd You're one say, of our most favorite guests. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm my own worst. People critic, request but, you a lot. Really? Yeah. Some people don't get it. They're just like, "Why is TJ on so much?" But other people are like, "You know, I think he's your best guest. I think he's, he's your best bet." To Who continue. are you going to do the show with this week? Well, I was just wandering around to get my laughing gas, and then I thought that the laughing gas might create, like, maybe I'd do two characters. Try to get your gas kind of thing. on. Yeah, yeah, get my gas on, and then I do two characters at once. But now that you're here, I think we should probably just kick the show off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Uh, went away again. Went away again. Thank you. Well, um, this is great. Triple banger lightning round. Question one. Question number one. Bouncy house. Airbag for earthquakes? <laughs> like, you're supposed to stay in a door jam. Yeah. You know, when, you, when an earthquake comes. You know, if you live in California, think you, you know mean this. a door... A doorway. Yeah, you're supposed to door. Yeah, well, you're supposed to jam yourself into the doorway. 
otherwise known as a door jam. And so, but the bottom line is you're supposed to do that. But I think if you have on site, which I call my backyard, yeah, a bouncy house, I think you hightail it out there. Now you call uh, you call your backyard on site, or you call your backyard a bouncy house. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I didn't know which one you meant, but either answer doesn't make sense. This is all fictional. I don't even have a backyard. You know that. Yeah, I live in an apartment, <laughs> but I just thought I'd play along. Well, with, the ocean is your backyard. I like to try to play along with my own show. The ocean is your. That's right. But a bouncy house, you know, I've been going to a lot of parties. With my son, he's three now, and a lot of bouncy houses, and I feel very safe inside a bouncy house. I think that's right. The question is, if an earthquake is happening, how do you get to the bouncy house? One option that I've been thinking about a lot lately, Mm -hmm. ever since you sort of said this like uh, 20, 30 seconds ago, is... uh, how many is there anybody that has an entire house made out of the exactly. bouncy house? Yeah, you know, first of all, that would be a lot of fun if you had kids. Second of all, I mean, what better way to start your day than bouncing down the stairs, bouncing yeah. into the kitchen? That's right. It sort of yeah. reminds me of the old hey. joke, folks. Ladies, take a break, fellas. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Don't you wish that airplanes were? Why are they not made out of the black box? Yeah, that's why that are they old not one. Take a break. No, nobody even talks about the black box anymore. I don't know if they, ex- they it's exist. It's too old. That's too old a joke. Maybe the, the new black box joke is the bouncy house joke. Why well, is the house not made out of the yeah, bouncy material? Well, and, and my question also is, you know, how do you make a bouncy house a bouncy home? Mm. And, uh, you know. You, need, you know, you need Nerf, like, furniture. <laughs> yeah. There is. A, nothing funnier than a Nerf reference. Yeah. Uh, and se- especially when it comes out of nowhere, but totally makes sense. And also, Nerf furniture, or Nerf furniture, yeah, as I like to call it, would be incredible. I can't yeah. even, in my mind, I'm trying to imagine, I just imagine uh, chairs that have guns for legs. Yeah. And are completely made out of yeah the Nerf, that yeah. sort of styrofoam. Now, I had a friend that uh, had a domestic dispute thing. Uh, before they were married, she actually attacked him and threw a uh, uh, threw a lamp at him. Yeah. So for their wedding gift, uh, as a joke, I got him, or I said I was going to give him some uh, a Nerf uh, a Nerf lamp, but I couldn't <laughs> find one. You couldn't find, find a Nerf lamp, so I just had, just, to put it in, just had to put it on the card, which only he saw. By the way, that's important. Uh, they ended up getting divorced, so uh, that was something that maybe was something you could have predicted. Yeah. Well, it's it, when when someone throws a lamp at you. A light bulb should go off. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know what? I, this is a great time to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the greatest joke I've ever It's a good one. <laughs> uh, it went away again. Um, you know, I. You know, this is a great time to talk about it. I. I don't want to even put this off. I'm getting upset at the amount that it's like sitcoms have someone getting kneed in the groin. When a woman knees a man in the groin and basically physically assaults him. It gets a laugh. It's actually considered funny. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, if you throw something near a woman, like, uh, you You're, know. You could go to jail. You go to jail. I'm just saying I think there's a bit too much of a double standard. I don't think it should be played for laughs when a girl attacks a man on a sitcom. What do you think? Agreed. Am I too sensitive to that now, since uh, I've been beaten up a few times? Agreed. I also, I also just, you know, it's disconcerting sometimes that that not only do they play the knee and the groin for laughs, but so often what comes afterwards is a guy going, "Oh no!" You know, his voice gets very high, almost like opposite laughing gas mm-hmm. style, and you know, the the person isn't. I don't know. There's something to the idea that. I don't. I've never heard of or known an instance when you get hit in the testicles, 
and your voice elevates. It mm, always no. just leads to screaming it at does. a regular pitch as to how much it Yeah, hurts. it doesn't change your voice, no. but it does change your feelings and perspective about the person that need you in the groin. How I think if someone needs you in the groin, I think all bets are off in terms of ever really having a loving relationship again. Have I you will ever hold been that against grind, you. Really, forever. I will hold that against somebody. Have you been need in the groin? Uh, in a soccer game, you know, in high school. And to be clear, I'm and saying... they did do it on purpose, though. It wasn't just sort of a... They didn't. It was an accident. It wasn't an accident. Oh, they in that really? particular game. Other times it's happened as an accident. And to be clear, it's need in the groin, not needing the groin. Which That's is a whole different a woman thing. will sort of need your groin you like a dough. dough out of right. it. Yeah, and then you can have a pizza dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The pepperoni <laughs> cock. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't think I've ever been need in the groin... But I have gotten hit in the balls a couple of times, and it does. It makes you so sick to your stomach, you double over. It's the worst It's mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen to you, mm-hmm. except for somebody peeling your fingernails off. Well, and needling the groin is a whole different thing, too, just for your listeners out there. When someone needles your groin, they're just sort of taunting your groin by acting like they're going to touch it and then not. That's like the – I've only had one, but have you ever had the gonorrhea test? They put a swab down your urethra. Mm. That's the first thing I thought of when you said needling. Should I get one groin. just for the... I don't think so. No. Unless you think you have gonorrhea, which I didn't even think. I was sort of paranoid and said, give me the whole battery of the STD test. And the doctor said, you know, you don't really have to do that. I said, I want all of them. I need all of them. I want to make sure I'm completely clean. I'm entering into a relationship with a woman where we're going to have unprotected sex. I need to be totally uh, sure. He said, again, I'm going to stress that you don't need to get all of them. You really you should, you should look for symptoms before you get all the tests. And I said, nope, I want them across the board. And I that was the most painful. That was worse than getting hit in the groin. Having gonorrhea or just being afraid you were going to get it? No, the actual test is a swab down your urethra. I mean, think about that. That's mm, Imagine a yeah. person putting a Q-tip down the hole of your penis. Mm-hmm. Is the fear of STDs... Worse than the actual STDs themselves. Yes. Well, I mean, no, I think there's much more. The the instance of people being afraid they have STDs is much higher than actual STDs, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, my fear of getting another test for gonorrhea, I think I would rather have gonorrhea and stop having sexual intercourse than have that happen again, that test. The test. Hmm. It does sound a bit painful. It is. I don't think you're totally understanding or They actually stick this. something down the hole. I, th- I think one of the problems is right now you can't even imagine what I'm talking about to the point where you can understand Is it like that pain. scene where they put the thing inside the person's eye in the Matrix? Is it? Is it like that? Except It isn't. Your, See, that's the problem. Okay. You, you, you have a penis. Imagine. I do have a penis. And thank so, you for calling that And you know where the urethra out. is, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. And so just imagine... How you, long is this cord? It's not a cord. It's It literally is like a Q-tip. It's a swab. Okay. And it is... I mean, I'd say they go about a, you know, ha- halfway down, which for me is about a quarter inch. Mm-hmm. So they go halfway down the penis. Folks, why isn't the penis just made from a Q-tip? Why don't we just get it over <laughs> with? The amount of Q-tips that get thrown in there. Anyway, how deep does it go? I mean, you know, they. I think they go about a. You know, even if it's like, an it doesn't really matter. Two, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Terrible. It's, it's really, really not a bad really thing. Terrible. That's sort of a thing that things should come out of and not in. It's frustrating you know. to me that you're not 
that I'm not wincing. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I I have still a residual amount of laughing gas inside my body. Yeah, and I think that's probably what's making I think that's me part of it. All right, I'm well, probably let's... blocking it out, but uh, triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, uh, question two, 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 two. Kale, superfood or super disappointing? I mean, it's getting kind of popular. I love it. I'd say superfood. You think it tastes good? I like it. I think it can be prepared in a variety of ways that are good. Largely, what with like peanut sauce. It's one of those foods that you'd have to checkmate. Put... No, <laughs> do you feel that Yancey. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> no, it's what you can't boggle. How many does that work for? Sorry. <laughs> Candyland. That's what, Monopoly. Sometimes when I read something in a Highlights magazine that really gives me that eureka moment, I, I go, Candyland. <laughs> Twister. Twister. Um, now, wait a second. I think you're you're making my point here. You have to mask the taste of it so much that you're just eating peanuts. Isn't that the case with so many different foods, though? Well, then you can't call them superfoods. I think if I think of a superfood... You know, like a super a superhero it's both be super looks delicious. good. Yeah, it, but they both look good and they can fly, and they're like you know they're not you don't have a you don't have a, a superhero that has to like mask himself as much. As, well, well, they all the, are. The masked. problem is that's not a good then, point. Then that's what is what is delicious and also amazingly good for you? That's 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 that that's what it's coming down to. And I think okay, superfood okay. can either be a misnomer or it's, what's the tastiest food that also is good, good for you. you? I would say peanut butter, uh, peanut sauce, checkmate. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that in conversation. Just if I'm tired of talking to somebody, I'm gonna go, "Hey, you know what? Peanut sauce, checkmate." And then I walk away. Checkmate. You know, even even when they say, "I will now pronounce," if you get married, you say, "I now pronounce you man and wife." Checkmate. Yeah, that'd be a good time for it. I'd like I like that. that. I like that. this. This is your new uh, catchphrase. Checkmate. It seems like something maybe a Catskillian comic might have explored <laughs> and then discarded. Like, it never got too hot. Yeah. But now you're bringing it back, not knowing about it? She goes, uh, you know, my, my wife comes out and she's wearing a Wonder Woman costume and she goes, time for super sex. And I said, I'll take the soup. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. When I was starting Comedy in the Barrier, there was this guy, they called himself the Great Scambini. Yeah. And he uh, he's from the Catskills. Really? He was like 90 years old. And, was he uh, funny? Wonderful guy. Uh, well, it was it was a Catskillian thing. Yeah, you know, well, I'm not sure if was, it was he funny? funny. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Well, you know, in this, but he he would say he'd be like Cash. He'd pull. He'd be like, you gotta, you gotta just take the jokes that you see and change a few words. He basically was like, basically all of comedy is seeing a joke, changing the words, and using it as your own. Really? <laughs> basically, he's like, you gotta steal, but you've gotta change it it's enough. It's the to bait not- and the switch. I forgot what he used to call it. I do like the bait. He and was switch. not my mentor, by the way. He did not become my mentor. Do you ever do the the old bait and wait? This was a weird never switch. I, I'm sorry, we're all off, uh, all over the map. But I met a man and uh, did I? Did I? I don't know if I mentioned this on another podcast. This is strange. He was just starting comedy. He was about 90 years old. This is in Salt Lake. Right. I don't know if I've told the story. And this was fairly recently. And he came out and he did a set on my show. He was about 90. Really? And he came out with us. He had a bunch of uh, wives and children from different marriages and told these stories. And at the end of the night, I said goodbye. And I'm like, well, next time I'm in town, you know, feel free to do a set on the show again. It was great to meet you. And he was like, well, I probably won't be alive uh, when you come back. <laughs> and I go, no, I, I usually I come back usually about every you know six months or something. I love working this, you know, this area and, and these clubs. And he's like, yeah, I, like I said, I don't think I'll probably be alive. But it was really thrilling. Nice to meet you. 
And it, it, did he, he say it, it in he that? He meant it. And was he's, he that he's calm about it? He's 90 years old. Yeah, was, he was very calm about it. This was his dream, and he decided to do it pretty late, obviously. He was just starting. I mean, that's and unbelievable. I, I think that's kind of Did he awesome. do well? Yeah, he did pretty well. I mean, yeah. He did pretty For well. Being ninety, I'll say this: I think he did better than I think he did better than the great Scambini. Really, I'd go so far as to say all his jokes were about how old he was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at that point, that's you know, you write about what you know. Right, right. Triple banger, lightning, lightning round. round question, uh, question number three. three. Question three: Things you'd least want to check at the airport: your diary, your earphones, your uncle's ashes, chow mein from the night before. <laughs> This is a baggage check? Or your bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always check bags. I know. We argue about that pretty much every time we travel or I, talk about traveling. Yeah. Or, it boggles my mind. I love it. It's I can't, insane. I, I've stopped understanding why people want to carry around uh, their, all of their, their luggage. Because 30% of the time your flight gets switched and they go, well, if you didn't check your bag, and I'll go, I, I didn't check it. Well, then you get on this flight. That's why. No. It's, That's I, number I one. Number two, I don't like waiting the extra time. I love it. Uh, number three, my bags have been lost back when I used to do it I know, 30 see, years ago. I, I check it so I, I check them so often, I travel so often, and I'd say I've only had baggage loss like three to five times. I mean, it's very, the percentage is low now, man. There's, 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 so, temperature, there's temperature problems. What do you, well, temperature see, you, problems in you the check, cabin? You check you want... Reese's monkeys a lot, though. <laughs> no, you need, sometimes you need more clothing, sometimes you want to take some clothing off. There's things. You just look. It's it's ridiculous. You can't make a case for it. The extra money you're spending, the the trust in the airline, the amount that you if if a if like it switched. There's so many aspects of this that blow boggle my mind, and the fact that you now your possessions own you, not vice versa. No, but I, your I, I possessions don't, I don't pay are for now. The bags. I don't pay for the bags to be checked because I fly enough that it's free. Hmm. With American Airlines United. And that's that's okay. almost all. all right. Well, we've had this argument before. I know. I think so you're let's a bad get back person. to it. I, I, I think you're a bad person. I, I think okay. that we should. Your t- diary? No. I, well, yeah, that's a tough one. I think Chow Your main. uncle's ashes, your earphones, Chow Mein from the night before. That's the thing I'd most like to check your, at the airport. Earphones and Chow Mein are two weird ones. Uncle's ashes, obviously, is the worst one. The diary, you're worried somebody's going to read it. The Chow Mein would that would be such a weird conversation with the ticket agent. <laughs> you just go, look, I can't bring this on. It's going to make it smell bad. Can you just ba- tag it and bag it? Yeah, tagger and bagger. And what do you do? Is it in a plastic bag? Yeah. What is the policy? What's the policy on Chow Mein? Would they not- <laughs> check some Chow? If you're out there listening at twelve and a half, if you're next time you're flying, check some Chow Mein. We want to hear about well, it. I, I just want to know. I, I would like to. I, if anybody. We'll go and try and check chow mein. I mean, I'm almost going to try and do it this time. Cause Just it, to see. What, what, what's, what's the policy? Will they say, well, we, you can't check food? Does it need to be in a container? Well, here's, here's what I want to do. Go with the takeout box. Say, hey, this is or, chow mein. I want to check this chow mein. They say, look, you can't do it. What's the smallness? I, and I pull out a jar, this is a put it in question. the jar, yeah. close it. Put a little handle on it. Okay. Call it a fucking ladle. Check yeah. that ladle, <laughs> and then take off. No, don't take off. Then pull out some chopsticks and ask them to check those separately with a separate tag. Can you check each How, chopstick? What's the smallest item you can check where you demand <laughs> that it gets checked? That's what you should start doing with your free checking situation. Yeah, you should like pull out, say, a matchbook cover. Yeah, or just some matchbooks, and just check that. I I I want to I want to put a handle one, on a sweater, call the ladle, and check just a sweater. <laughs> And say, look, it has a handle. It's been bundled up. Yeah, can you bundle up a single piece Ladle of clothing checking. and twine? 
Ladle check. Should you check a ladle? Can you check any ladle? Because we know everything's a ladle if you put a handle on it. This is a great idea. This, is, this really should be a practical living in the modern age, right here. I really like the idea of going to the ticket agent and having a ladle full of chow mein and saying, how do I check this? Not asking if I can. What do I need to do to be able to check this? Here's what I want you to even, do. Even having an empty suitcase yeah. to the point where she says, well, it have to be in a suitcase, sir. And you just put the ladle of chow mein just alone in a suitcase say, <laughs> I want it checked. Check it, tag it, tag it, and bag it, and I am taking off. I want you, next time you go to the airport, to cut off a strand of your hair. I can't do this because I don't have any hair. Cut off a strand of your hair, put it in a baggie, and ask them to check it. How and just see what be, their response will how be. How would it be, not even a strand, but just to say, uh, uh, she says, how many bags are you checking? You go, well, in a sense, two. And then you hand her your first bag, and then I want to cut off a, a lock of my hair, <laughs> tie it up, put it in a bag, and say, I'd like to check this, too. Oh, what so would funny. they do? Because oh, that's, that's so weird enough that they're going, you know, is this guy, right. you know, would what's they do the backstory? Would they have to do it? Are they, are they required to do it? I don't know. Could you check a... There must be What some... about a Ziploc bag full of jelly beans? And then you say to them, look, I want to check this, but if you can guess how many are in the bag, you can... It's yours. Ready. It's yours. <laughs> well, this is great. This I mean, is this the is... greatest show I've ever done. It's so fun. This must be the it's... laughing guy. Wait, wait. It's uh, gotta be the laughing guy. I think it's the laughing guy. <laughs> it kind of makes my voice. I mean, we got it. Uh, yeah. It's coming. It's they, going are, away. they always say because they always say this bag is too heavy. That's a huge argument. Yeah. You ever seen somebody sort of hunched yeah. over, are there taking bags clothing that are too light? out yeah. of the bag, yeah. trying to put in their backpack? Yeah. Are there bags that are too light? Is there a bag? We should that's mess too with light? the airline. What about just an empty bag? You just go. Mm. I'd like to check this. Yeah. You open it up in front of me. You go. It's got nothing in it. Yeah. But I'd like to check it because I like to. I, I want to. <laughs> bring some air from los angeles <laughs> to salt lake city i i know an old man who's about to die and i'd like to give him a little bit of air from la or you just give him a baggie with nothing in it a clear baggie and say just an empty there's something bag. precious inside here <laughs> and then you just look at them and you go in fact if you it's this. inside all of us <laughs> <laughs> that's a surreal check that's called the surreal check um, I mean, this has got to be because the cornerstone of both of our both of our acts. This is wonderful. On. I'm telling you, we should you, start doing this from now on. This is the we should film it and make a reality show where this is all we just, do. It's, it's called, go to different airports. It's called Jack and Chowman. Jack and Chowman is it? Cash and uh, TJ. I, I guy. love it. I, I love it. <laughs> well, listen to this. This is funny. This is where I thought of this. Three tons. Can of you co- check a bag tag from a previous flight? Oh, checking a bag tag. Say, That's a good can idea. Can you tag this tag? Tag this tag. This is is a very important piece of luggage this for me. This means a lot to it's me. It's actually a tag from when I went from here. It's from a previous to, uh, luggage that was lost. To Salt Lake City. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. From your airline. So I'm just going to check the tag and see if that gets through. You lost the bag. Only the tag came through. It's all I have left now. All my possessions were in the Tagging bag. Tagging the tag lost. on the next checking chow mein. <laughs> What, what network's going to carry this? This would be a great travel channel show. What about, uh, here's another question. Checking chow mein. I, I love it. I love, I love going and saying, is this too heavy? They go, no, it's not. And you take off your, your, your sweater and you put it in. You go, is it too heavy now? And you keep taking off layers until you're just in shorts and tank top. <laughs> you just say, I want you to check everything. I want to check everything that I can. Well, have you ever done that at the, I've, I've done that out of, out of spy. Have you ever done that at the, right. uh, at the, um, um, at the um, airport? No, airport. At the, at the yeah, let me guess, airport. 
Is it airport? It's at the airport. I'm having a mental block because of the because of the laughing gas. It's the security line where they start telling you to take your sweatshirt off and your oh, hat. Oh, you've taken. I've you, started to take my pants off just out of anger, and, and then they've told me not to. And you have un, you just go in your just underwear. underwear. It's frustrating. I, it makes me angry. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? You wanted to see everything else. Like if they have to me take off the second. There was once where I had two sweatshirts on. Yeah. Because I, you know, oh yeah, they told and me they to wanted take a me to take off. the sec. I had two hoodies on, which is a weird. The double hoodie is a weird call. I'll you know admit what? that. Sometimes, sometimes your you head just... gets really cold, and sometimes it just gets kind of cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes a double hoodie is something you got to do. So you go double, double hood. You de hood so it. You de hood it. And so I'm de hooding. I de hood the first one. That's fine. That one had a zipper, but the second one was a pullover hood. Pullover hoodie, right? And they told me to take that off, and I got really pissed off. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, do you need me to take something else off? And I just whoosh, and just started take pulling pants my pants off. down. I mean, that'll and do that it. And that felt good. And he got really upset. And that felt good to upset him. And here's at least. the question: It was one of those you're upsetting him enough to not. They can't take you to jail, but they want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's where you want to push Th- things. That can feel. Want to push things that far, but no <laughs> yeah, further. You take it. You take it to almost jail. Yeah. If it's an almost arrest, then you've come out a success. Yeah. Uh, this is T.J. Miller for checking Chalmaine. <laughs> 2014. All right, but here's what another thing I want to mention really quickly is that yeah. I went. Um, a great uh, comedian and friend of mine died uh, in Chicago many years ago, Pat Bryce, and I went to his funeral. And the only positive, I mean, there were a lot of positive things about the the service and the wake and and you know his life, to be sure. But he, uh, I, I, the only positive thing about going out there because it was such a depressing trek that I had to make from Los Angeles to Chicago. Was I brought no luggage? I dressed mm-hmm. in the black suit that I would wear, okay, and I brought nothing with me. I put a toothbrush and toothpaste right. in my inside pocket, and I I just got and that was such an interesting feeling. Well, I do that when I do corporates a lot. Really, if it's a twenty four hour turnaround, and I can get there, I'll wow. just wear and I'll put my toothbrush in my jacket. I'm wearing what I'm going to wear on stage. It's, it's such a bizarre it. feeling, it. though, isn't it? it I mean, good. because yeah. you do your you have nothing. You're just yeah. It's like a hobo getting on a train in nineteen. 19- 32. That was the greatest American dream you could ever imagine. on the rails again. Go west, my son. Beware of the dark side. Yours has become a little like Elmo. The force runs strong. (laughs) Yoda, I bet he's Yoda. I was showing my son Yoda uh, on the... Really? uh, Just on YouTube. And... uh, you know, he's like, but why is he like that? You know, why does he? Look <laughs> what was like your that? answer to that? You know, I, why does he say? Why does he look like that? Yeah, he's like, why is he? Look you got to like make that? sure he doesn't start doing that in public. Just he's gonna, going why to, is he all like his skin? And I was like, well, you know, and it actually came off. Somebody tweeted me, and to you, I apologize, I didn't commit it to memory, but somebody tweeted me and asked me about Yoda at one point recently. Did Yoda not moisturize enough? I mean, I, that's kind of my speculation. Or what would Yoda was he a great warrior? Like or did not motor, uh, Yoda? Uh, did he not moisturize uh, <laughs> enough? Moisturize enough. Yo- this, by the way, I don't want to plagiarize anyone. This was a, a tweet, and I'll find it. Uh, Yoda moisturizing is when you uh, you put the moisture on, but you do it backwards. Yeah, someone asked that of me on a tweet, so I don't want to. Uh, thank you for that, and I'll, I'll find out who it is. I didn't write it down. I just remembered it. Joke about Yoda that. Uh, yeah, that I was buddies with him. This is a long time ago when I first started doing stand-up. That I was buddies with him, and if you got in an argument with him, 
he would have a lot of trouble because he'd be arguing back and forth and be like, wrong you are. Yeah. No, talk to me. That way you don't. You know what? You could go fuck. Ah, damn it. You know? <laughs> yes. I used to have this horrific uh, bit in my show, which um, I was very embarrassed, but it would kill. I was just yeah. starting. You know how when you're just starting, you have some really dirty jokes that just... They're so oh, yeah. awful, yeah. but they work, and you only have a few things that work when you're just starting. Checkmate! Yeah. <laughs> it was Yoda having an orgasm. <laughs> so he would be like, mm, the force runs strong, yes, mm, yes, stroke me, you know, and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I would actually do Yoda having an orgasm, and it was so embarrassing. I love it. I all it took, still in your ass. And all it took was one comedy club owner to just go, cash. The Yoda thing. And I was closing with it. Yeah. He was like, really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Seriously. I needed someone to... T- and I never did it again. <laughs> Not one time. Again. Not one time. Uh, and I haven't really even thought about it since. I was I was dying for someone to say, don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. Because I knew deep down it was just awful. How, what was the setup? How did the premise go? So I think like, it was... Can you just, imagine Yoda? I, I don't remember the setup. Just somehow Yoda ended up having an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that... Just tickle I, that spot. I, like I don't remember to, like the whole thing, imagine. but he was just going on, and I was like, oh. I like too imagine. Oh. And then it, it started to, uh, the, the, the actual orgasm, I have to admit, it was kind of fun. I do miss the bit. I'm going to come out and try to say it. I do miss the bit. Just when he would really have an orgasm, the crowd would applaud. They applauded. They loved it. Here's what I want to say. Put me down. Rolling thunder. <laughs> I got to so say ridiculous. this. I got to say it this. It might have been my best bit, and I pulled it. I'm starting to think, actually, I'm coming full circle. I think, I think it was the best thing I ever did. The name of this episode has got to be like Yoga Climax or something. But I also got to say, Yoda. I like yeah. to imagine that there's someone who, there's somebody who, who saw you, and just that was just the funniest thing they'd ever seen in their life. And yeah, then they and told then their friends, they go, do that they go listen, when yeah. he comes back. We got to go see him. He does this Yoda. Yeah. Th- I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm yeah. not even going to ruin yeah. it for you. And the whole time you're doing your show, they're yeah. waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. They go, "Don't worry, you guys." At the very end of the show, I know yeah. he's doing terribly right, right now, but you just wait and he's see. Got this real he's good. Got closer. this Yoda thing. It's and a then Yahtzee closer. With that, Yahtzee. It's, I mean, you guys, it's a checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> and, and so then he waits, and you don't do it. And then the, I, I, would, I wish I was a fly on the window of the car ride home, where it's just silence, and the guy's like. <sighs> Guys, thank uh, thank you guys for coming. Thanks again for everybody coming. It was fun though, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. Sarah, you had a little too much to drink, did you? Yeah. Hey, look, it's fun. Hey, it's Saturday. Look. I swear to God, he did this Yoda thing, and it was the funniest fucking. I I I can't do it justice, but it was like. Oh, you rolling thunder rolls it does. Oh, touch spot! I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I bet that happened, guys. I, I'm paying everybody. I, I'm paying. I'm paying everybody's for everybody's tickets, and I'd like to invite everybody in for an ice cream Sunday on a Saturday. <laughs> I, I often have ice cream Sundays on Saturdays, and I'll have an ice cream Saturday on a Sunday. Ice cream Saturdays where you just eat ice cream for every meal. There were there were all Saturday. Yeah. All Saturday. Yeah. And then there's ice cream Sundays all every day, every meal. Kale Wednesdays. Kale, kale Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Just put ice cream on top. Uh all kale to the you king. Know, the reason this all came up, this whole checking bags thing, mm-hmm. is somebody um someone checked thirty bags with two hundred and seventy million dollars of cocaine. No. Yeah. When? This was a story about 
um, I don't know, it was about a month ago. It was an Air France flight. It was, there were three tons of cocaine, 30 bags, $270 million. No one checked the, no one, uh, picked up the bags and security got them and found all that, uh, all that cocaine inside. Why would someone have checked all that? What happened? Yeah. And I just got to say, I mean, that, that's a trip where I wish I was flying third class. Yeah. 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 You know? Can you imagine the. Can you imagine? Did he check all that cocaine, and then on the way to the gate, he's like, "You know what? I bet there's something fishy that I did check over thirty bags. Yeah. How many bags did he check? Thirty bags, two hundred seventy million dollar bust. Yeah. I can't. Wh- how? Why would anyone risk having that many bags lost? I mean, that's what I thought. <laughs> Here's I mean, another like, one. Just assume they're going to get lost. Why would? I Isn't guess it worth did to he do just 30, not get on the flight? Here's my thing. Isn't it worth to do thirty different flights and play it safe? Because you're only losing, it's $270 million. Whoever that was must have been so fucked on cocaine <laughs> that they're just like, you know what? I'm just going to check them all at once. At That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just check all 30 bags. You know what I'll I bring believe? all of it. It's yeah, from France you know, to where? Where do they go? I, I don't know all the details. I, That's all I know. That's what I wrote down. But it's an Air France flight. And I think what happened was um, there were originally 31 bags. There were originally 31 bags. 31 I think, bags? I think that person did snort one of the bags. One of the full bags? Well, also, did they check 30 and they found all 30? It's an Air France flight where 30 bags were checked with cocaine in them. Uh, the receptionist at the, the dentist. Story. She's looking it up. The receptionist at the dentist. To be fair, it's not, she's not the receptionist. She's the head dentist. She's little, the, oh, she does both? Yeah. Like she's the one that gave you It's the, a one-stop shop. It's a mom-and-pop dentist <laughs> shop. <laughs> She she went ahead and and did that uh, for you. She she gave you the laughing gas personally. One point three tons and how many bags and wh- from where to where? Um, Thirty suitcases. Thirty suitcases from Venezuela, from Venezuela to France. Yep. Uh, what mm. was the thinking? How could mm. they have imagined? I guess in Venezuela, if you want to check thirty bags, they're like $70 Yeah, and they never caught the person. That's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you to doing cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just like resurrect that bit? So is a British that... woman? No, no, sorry, they didn't find it. That was wrong. They never they caught the person. Several people were taken into custody. Yeah, yeah. But no one's been. Yeah. yeah. How could it be? I also like the idea that somebody came up to a British woman and was like, "Excuse me, Miss, could you help me?" Uh, check. I have. I have actually thirty-five bags. How can you even check thirty and... bags without somebody getting a little bit suspicious? And all that was in them was cocaine. I mean, if it's two hundred seventy million dollars worth of cocaine, it's not like you open it up and there's sweaters on top. This is going to be an episode of checking Chemine. We'll we'll uh, we'll look Try into this. Check. How much cocaine can you check? On a very serious checking <laughs> Chemine. On a very special. The guys get Chemine. Yeah, yeah, it's like a serious uh, CSI checking Chemine episode. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> We start fingerprinting We're the bags. Sort of detectives. Let's move it along to a section we like to call "Where Were You?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? Okay, so that was the longest triple banger lightning round ever, but we were having fun. <laughs> ah, it's, uh, you know, that's part of it. Yeah, I was at uh, I was at a um, at a Halloween party with my son, and it was an outdoor party. Everyone had costumes. Hmm. My son uh, picked up a hose in the corner. Of the yard, right, and uh, turned it on and just sprayed the shit out of everybody. Really? Yeah. It was sort of. It reminded me of the scene from Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. 
and he just was spraying people and people were screaming and they, they you know and, and it was it was a moment where i wasn't as proud as i mean i felt some bit of proud as i ran over and tried pride as i ran over and tried to stop him yeah <laughs> pride in your drenching or, people yeah why why would it was why, a kind of a funny prank but he kind of ruined the party. Did he really? No, nah, but almost. People were drinking like wine. It was kind of a hoity-toity party. But people isn't were kind it of great fancy. that he's at an age where he, he can do wants that to play? Because if you did that, exactly, they would not invite you back to any parties. I mean, a, an adult can't. There's very few situations. My houseboy Turner was in a commercial for Miracle Grow, and they sprayed <laughs> her with uh, with a um, with a uh, uh, with a hose as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. The director told another actor, he said, hey, spray her with the hose. It'll be really funny. And the guy said, I, I don't think that would be, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, trust me, trust me. It'll be really funny. It'll get her energy up. And the guy sprayed her, and she was just so pissed. And the guy's like, I'm sorry. The director told me to do it. And the director's like, my bad. I thought it would be funny. And just was the worst <laughs> social situation. Maybe, you know, because that, that's the thing. It's like you can't – I can't go to a barbecue and just right. start shooting people with a hose. You right. can't spray. No one goes, well, this is a ton of fun. And that, it's not fair because that is a fun thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's got – the only time that's acceptable if it is so hot, if you're in the desert and it's so hot that, you know, you're going to dry happy. immediately. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. It's got to be hot. It's a little overcast today. I think cloudy. cell phones have ruined – Mm. A lot of a lot of horseplay with the water. A lot of yeah. water horseplay. Water That's horseplay. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of water yeah. horseplay. We have this technology that can be ruined. You can't push people into a, a pool. Uh, a pool anymore. You can't. They There's might have their just, cell phone. Yeah, you're right. Cell phones. Jonah Ray's have got a bit on it. I think he has a bit that it's like that used to be the most fun. And it isn't. It's it, you know now you can't you do never that. ruin you go, their hey, asshole. Yeah, and all their pictures too. You know what I heard most, too? Yeah, is that in Japan most cell phones are waterproof because for privacy they'll talk in the shower because mm-hmm. everybody lives together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire country literally all lives in one apartment. Yeah, oh, and right. Uh, right. And, and I said, well, so that technology is possible? And they said, and this guy, you know, the guy that I'm talking to goes, yeah. I go, well, why don't we have waterproof cell phones? You know? And he goes, well, think about it. Because you can make more money if water damage... And that's true. Remember when you go in to get your cell phone fixed, they say, yeah. is there any water damage? If there's water damage, you have to buy a new cell phone. It's like, fuck you. You can make these waterproof. Oh, there's all kinds of things they do where they could make things differently, but they they don't do it because they want to make more money. For example, our government does it to us, if you really think about it. I mean, wh- why are cars... Why can cars go 100... 120, 150 miles an hour, so that they can, the government's fine with more deaths, so that they can raise money through uh, giving us speeding tickets. I mean, it's, it's, why, why, the government could say, look, if you we know it's dangerous to drive over, over 100, cars can't go over yeah. 100 miles an hour, yeah. we know it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. People are going to die from this, but they'd rather raise money than have less people die. I don't know. I, I don't seriously quite though. Agree I agree with freedom. That. I, freedom is great. I'm just yeah. A hundred miles an hour is more than enough in most situations, don't you think? Yeah, there's very few instances when you need to go 130, 120, 115 miles an hour. Very I've had few. to go 105 a couple times when I'm really hungry. Mm, you know, when you just yeah. got to get home. You got to have get a burrito to that next waiting. Well, or that next kale burger. Yeah, yeah. You just got to eat nuts. that sweet, sweet salmon kale burger <laughs> covered in pine nuts. Now that's a super food. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think you're right about that. They also another 
you know, the, it's, yeah, it's it's the sort of the, that's the way they get you. You know, well, and, and buffet, a lot of these drugs the, we were talking about health bread. Stuff. People are giving you so much bread. You know, they're filling people up on bread, and then they serve you small portions, these tiny little pieces of crab. Really, right. I mean, have you ever had? Have you ever? I was in. Um, where I was recently is I was in uh, Norway. I was in. Oh, Oslo, we got to talk Norway. about that. Yeah, and I. Did I you went check there. how many bags? Did you check? I checked three bags. How Two many bags were filled with cocaine? Uh, all three of them. Did, did they have handles on no, them? I'm sorry. Would you call those bags or ladles? I, I, I would say that two of them were filled with cocaine, and the the last one had a British woman in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I did. I went to Norway, and they brought. We went to a restaurant, and they brought a. Uh, it was delicious, but they brought us. A, a, it was a five course meal, and one of the courses they brought. It just. I wanted to look at the waiter and go. This is not. This is a piece of crab. This isn't even a whole crab leg or claw mm-hmm. this is yeah. just you can't call this a course mm-hmm. it's not a course if it's a piece of food this is a crab urethra this is a piece of crab dick <laughs> this is this is the remnants of an std test that was done on a crab it, it, it was the smallest <laughs> amount of crab i don't think you can call you know this, don't this call it a no course cra- if it's a piece of no food crab. Can you imagine? I mean, and they do this in Los Angeles. If you said, "Okay, I'll have the pork chop," and they just bring you a piece of pork chop, and say, "Okay, here's your main course," it's like, "Where's the rest of this pork chop?" Well, do you? If you, I say something once in a while, if I order fries and I can count them, and there's like under ten, yeah, I'll say like, "There's eight fries here. I'm, I'm going to need some <laughs> really? more fries." I'd appreciate it. You yeah. really do. And I'll give a bigger tip if they take care of me. But and yeah, because it, like, come on. Let's be real. You shouldn't be able to count the amount. Even if they're steak fries. Um, See, oh, that's steak fries, that's different. We start to that's blur. Different. That's yeah. different. The line gets blurred with the steak What fries. is the biggest steak fry, by the way? I mean, is that just a full potato? Have they ever French fried a full <laughs> potato? They give you three of those. I guess a baked potato is the biggest steak it's fry. the biggest steak fry. I would I start love calling it. baked potatoes the biggest steak fry. Yeah. I want the biggest steak fry? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? I mean a baked potato. <laughs> That's what you like to call it. I call I'll have it, a twice-baked biggest steak fry. I call it steak fry grande. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. The biggest steak fries. That's true. What if they just brought you four baked potatoes? And like you said, you want steak fries. I mean, yeah. Then you'd have to take them. When you're talking like string, like the shoestring fries, yeah. which shouldn't exist. I don't. Oh, I like those. You're thin. not into they're it? too thin. I think sweet potato fries are Sweet too much potato hype. fries are good. No, it's too much hype. It's all hype. You had kale fries? I love them. Can't get <laughs> enough of them. I'll get the kale steak fries. Those are just whole kales. Uh, covered you... with the sweet heat from the Kansas sweet, City. The sweet, sweet heat. The sweet, sweet heat. <laughs> so, are you, okay, so have you ever sent food? Just said, look, I need more food. This was ridiculous. I have don't think I that? have done that, no. Hmm. I don't think I've I have. I, those shoestring fries, though, I like. I do like those. I'm surprised that you don't like those. They're good. I mean, you know, the thinner the fry. I did it one time back through the drive-through. You did, yeah, at a Jack uh, in a Box. At a the Jack fry in a level, box. the fry level was not over the top of the carton. You know, the oh, that is an interesting thing. And, I, and thing. I, I just said, look, I and they said, well, some of it fell out in the bag, and I knew I, they'd say that, and I showed them the bag, and it was empty, and I had vomited in the bag. <laughs> I was like, here's what came out of this, and, and then I threw it on them. Yeah. <laughs> And blame it on my three-year-old. No. Uh, but really, I was really upset. And they, they agreed. They're like, yeah, that's that's not. It does. It's no skin off their back. No. No. The Fill French fries and the soda cost nothing. No. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So in any event, Norway was fun. Yes. Uh, anything else happen out there? You know, uh, I went to see uh, Fleetwood Mac. 
which as you mentioned, I, I would I recommend there's this uh, documentary called Rumors. I think it's called Rumors, but it's mm-hmm. about Fleetwood Mac and the making of the album Rumors. And even if you don't like the band, it's just fascinating. The it, it, the band was two couples, right? And then and then Mick Fleetwood, the sort of namesake of the band. And during Rumors, the, during the making of arguably their best album, both the couples got divorced right. in and- the middle. Of the whole thing, right. they split up, and they still had to go. You know, there were there were days and days where they would yeah. come in, they would sing, they would work, and they couldn't even look at each other. Yeah, you know, and that's that's in. why I said. It. I mean, you went with your uh, someone you're in a relationship with, my houseboy Turner, your houseboy tur- Turnip, and yeah, Turnip. And <laughs> the first thing I said, I'm like, you really went overseas to see the band that's the most dysfunctional relationship band. In the history of music, yeah, and, and went on a relationship, and, and it's a relationship vacation, vacation. a relocation, yeah, a relocation, <laughs> a relocation for a le- we did relocate, yeah, and and that's what was your choice to uh, were they the barometer of what you're shooting for? I mean, you know, they, in the relationship, there was, they, they, they might have been an allegory for the whole thing. There were certain parallels <laughs> to the entire thing. It was very bizarre. I mean, did you I, meet them? I walked away. I did. We we met Mick Fleetwood. Okay, and he was just the did you gr- question the him. Guy. Which, did you question him I, about the? Well, I did. That no, have been I, I, said, I said, you know, what do you think about you know marriage and relationships, and, and do you have any you know strong opinion? He goes, well, you know, I, I think you know you, everyone should try it, but you know, I obviously um, my marriage dissolved, and um, so he also, I mean, you got to see the documentary because he his a friend of his, I think, in the band. Or maybe in another band was sleeping with his wife, and he eventually got divorced. Also, I mean, it just there was no successful relationship that came out of that <laughs> I know, band, I know. except the band itself. And yeah. I did ask. I said, you know, what? How do you? How do you make? How, how do you? How do you go through all these years with all this dysfunction, all this drama? How did you make the band work? The relationship mm-hmm. that was the band work? And he said, I think it's you know because we realized that there's something bigger. Than the individual, mm-hmm. you know, was, we were all serving a much larger thing, mm-hmm. and I think that should be a metaphor for marriage and the family. Sometimes the parts are greater than the whole. That's exact. Well, then that would be the opposite. That's what Yoda talks though. Right? That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, checkmate, Cash. <laughs> Let's move along to maskers because we we gotta we gotta get Let's out of here. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do the maskers. This like is the eighty-five uh, percent of the superheroes. We got to talk more about this all this is. stuff. I'm getting French fries maskers. right after this, and we do next. Uh, we're going to talk funny. about is life out of control next. Yeah, we will, and next we should episode. also talk about we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a live show here at the yes. the meltdown, the nerd melt theater in the meltdown comics here in, in los, los angeles, angeles california on november 8th is that right november 8th november at 9 p.m november 8th at 9 p.m here in los angeles we're gonna do a live cashing in uh i i love cashing in i just love doing it i i really appreciate all of the 12 and a half people that listen especially that little half fellow you know i mean he's just so tiny yeah i know it's just the lower half of a man it's two legs walking around listening to pods Hot, spicy, sometimes tasty. There are those that say that by listening to the show, he's growing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Eventually, unfortunately, we'll have it's just listeners. a third leg. <laughs> It'll just be a tripod of a person. Uh, but we wanted to. So November eighth, nine p.m. is the live show, and I I love doing the show. But yeah, I love come out doing and the get live tickets shows. Now, we're we're releasing these late. You know this this information. This is new information. Uh, so we just have two weeks to sell out that place, and it, it seats twelve and a half. So we feel like it's we perfect. Want, yeah, we want everyone to come from all over the country. I heard there's two people in Rhode Island. 
Yeah. Get a hotel. And if you want to fly out here, we I'm, would appreciate it if you bring thirty bags of cocaine. I'm telling to you the right show. now, if you fly out and you can check a ladle or whatever the smallest thing that you can check, if you bring the smallest thing that you can check, and and you get out here, I'm going to put fifty dollars towards your flight, cash. <laughs> yes, I'm paying cash okay, in hand uh, with we'll, a ladle, and we'll ladle full you, of cash. And we'll ask you at the end of the show uh, if anybody did that. If you and fly think, in from another city. And you show me the ticket, and you show us the smallest thing that you checked. Yeah, I'm t- I'm I'm going above fifty dollars. I'm going to say, you bring me a ladle, and I'll fill it with twenty dollar bills until the ladle's full towards yeah, your flight. Tag some tags. That's what we're saying. Tag these tags. Tag some tags. Bring a ladle. I'm filling the ladle with cash, guys. Cashing in. <laughs> we're talking about check and chow main. This is real. This is happening. Checkmate. This is really happening. <laughs> Checkmate. Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be funny if you'd give Mick Fleetwood just a, a plastic bag that was empty and you just said yeah. I brought this for Los everyone needs yeah, this everyone. <laughs> he would have looked I'm gonna, we're going to do one massacre this was something similar to what we were talking about Brad Clegg at the third Radley right old Clegg leg they used uh, to call is him is pregnancy just a glorified STD <laughs> That it, seems kind of dark. I mean, it's pretty um, dark, I mean, but it's pretty funny. I mean, it is funny because a lot of people would describe their their kids as a disease, you know, that slowly eats away at them until they die. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's a. I love the question. I think it's a funny question. But is it a glorified STD? No, it's not. It, it's a. Uh, it's a life changing experience. I, I got to say though, when people are pregnant, they have a lot of symptoms that would be. You know, symptomatic of a disease, mm, fatigue, you're right. vomiting, eating, the yeah. weirdest shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's milk coming out of their bodies, just <laughs> flowing the, out of yeah, them. Yeah, they're lactating. They're if, lactating. You went in, if you went into a doctor and I said, look, I've been lactating. This white stuff. For the last three months, I've gained Skin problems. 60 pounds. Yeah, you're right. It's out. an STD. You're right. <laughs> you're right. It is an STD. We've... Uh, We've, should we do one more maskers, or we're kind of at the edge Let's of the Let's do one more, one more. One more. One more. Um, uh, this, we, I was like this guy's stuff. Uh, Sean Comitz writes, Carrot cake, is it good that it's good for your eyes, or bad because you can see how fat your ass is getting eating it? Well, it depends on how much carrot is in the cake, mm, interesting. right? Because, yeah. you know, a lot of carrot cake doesn't have much carrot in it. How about carrot kale cake? Carrot kale cake is disgusting. Mm, tasty. <laughs> uh, carrot uh, carrot cake is not good for you. I think they throw in the carrots. It doesn't even taste like carrots. Feel it. it doesn't. And when's the last time you had a carrot cake that tastes I like think the carrots? Carrot, I think the carrot lobby got involved. They're like, we need something that sounds healthy. Yeah. We're going to name a cake after ourselves and just put one bit of carrot in there so that it looks carroty. I don't even think. I, I don't It, I don't it has bake that really, color sometimes. Are people using carrots in carrot cakes? Are there any carrots in carrot cake? Let's ask. We have a dental assistant here that just walked out. There's got to be. There's got to be. She goes, there's got to be carrot in this cake. I'm, I'm more about teeth, to, but to there's got to be. To me, carrot cake has become a, its own flavor, and it doesn't really, it's shed the carrot yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. You know, in the early ages of cakes, carrot cakes were primarily carrot and very little cake. <laughs> they just, but that ratio. They shape it, they j- I'm looking at a recipe, and it has carrots. How it much carrots go in the cake? Uh, three, three cups, cups of carrots. is a good amount of yeah, carrots. That's a lot of yeah, carrots. so it is making your. That's a good. That's a good question, though. I mean, yeah. if you're if you if your eyesight is so bad that you can't tell if your ass is fat or not, you, carrots are not the problem. You need to get <laughs> prescription strength glasses and take a look at that behind. And I'd uh, say that's checkmate. 
<laughs> Checkmate. Oh wait, wait. I think it seems like it's coming back. Are you? You look like you're woozy. Oh, you look, yeah, oh just breathe, breathe, breathe on me.